This is the EPLOG audio experience. We all love stories as they bring to us insights or reflections of life. I am Anaga Hunurkar bringing Lockdown Tales from India on EPLOG Media. Audio stories of how the life of simple folks, men, women and children hovered in the shadow of the world pandemic of COVID-19 that has been infecting millions the world over. Lockdown is the voice of those who were not infected yet affected. Today's story is Ex-Wedding Rohit was especially happy on his wedding day today. The marriage blues were conspicuously absent. He was his confident self, dressed for the occasion in traditional finery of sherwani, chunidar, tilak on his forehead and lovely safa, the very orange that he loved the most. The haldi and mehendi ceremony were over and Rohit's mom, Alpana, a well-known social worker by profession, wondered whether this entire extravaganza was at all necessary. As for Rohit's father, Suketu, was all in favour of pomp and show that could display his social status. He was a politician and a third-time elect MLA for the past 15 years except a five-year stint where he lost to his nearest rival by a thin margin. Thus, on one hand, he could invite all the dignitaries or VIPs and at the same time an occasion to get in touch with his constituencies at a joyous event. There was a murmur of some coronavirus having caused infections and deaths, but not much was known at that time. So, the wedding was progressing in full fanfare. Although they resided in the city, the wedding was to take place in his ancestral village. This was because that was his constituency. As is the practice in Indian villages, everyone in the village was extended an invitation. At the same time, there were guests in the city who may not have travelled to the village. So, the wedding celebrations were divided into three phases. Indian weddings are spread across various events. So, Sangeet, which is the musical night, and Mehndi, which involves application of henna, was in the city. The grand reception too, after the wedding, was to be in the city. These days of revelry were for select guests, which too ran in a thousand invites. The reception being high point of pomp and luxury, the best in wine, liquor, juices and soft drinks were flowing. The cuisine itself was spread across from 15 different states from India, including mouth-watering chaat and desserts. Being the only son, Rohit was the apple of his parents' eye. It involved detailed logistics and arrangements of visiting guests in hotels. Suketu's team as well as Rohit's staff were engaged in all preparations, although the management of all events was outsourced to an event manager. There was shopping on a grand scale too. Alpana was busy in preparation since three months. As the preparations were progressing, there was more information about the spread of coronavirus just like the SARS in the past. Yet it sounded very distant and no one had then thought it would hit India too. 
Oho, looking so handsome, my dear boy. His Jabalpur aunt, Rukmini, exclaimed. She was Suketu's elder sister. Having been married into the royal family, she carried herself with Elan, her husband, Farin, an avid hunter come photographer, had left hunting due to the environmental laws and was concentrating on honing his skills at capturing in his lens birds in flight. Since Suketu's parents were no more, Rukmini and Farin were the elders in the family and their advice was sought in most matters. It was at the insistence of Rukmini Bua, which means paternal aunt, that Rohit had agreed to remarry. Embittered by the divorce and its ugly proceedings, he had no intention of a remarriage, but considering the needs of his small little Aryan, he had agreed to the proposal. After all, a three-year-old needed his mom, Rukmini had said. Else, Rohit was too fed up to think of going into wedlock. He recalled how life had been hell just in a few years after marriage. Four years into marriage, Gautami was not able to conceive. The initial weight was slowly growing into impatience and through tests she realized that she was perfectly alright. So she pleaded to Rohit to test his sperm count as advised by her gynecologist. But he flatly refused. Patience gave way to suspicion and then to anger. Rohit, on his part, used to be busy with his company manufacturing spare parts. Since this was a competitive business, he was on constant tours to visit all the large OEMs, which is original equipment manufacturers, both in India and abroad. Since these business trips involved social networking of a different scale, he avoided Gautami accompanying him. Even on those trips that Gautami did join, while she was enjoying the 5 or 7 star luxury at the hotels, Rohit was mostly busy all the day. This further added a shade of loneliness. There would be bitter fights and Rohit did little to help the situation. There was an obvious limit up to which his parents or for that matter Gautami's parents could intervene. As a few more years passed, Gautami finally conceived. And that was indeed a joyous year as the entire household was busy in welcoming the little bundle of joy. A year after Aryan was born, Rohit lost heavily in his business as the automotive industry underwent a paradigm shift to electric vehicles on one hand and enhanced use of artificial intelligence on the other. As a result, there were deep cuts in the top-line revenues and degrowth. To add to it, her father-in-law had lost the election and there was a general sense of uncertainty and gloom. Ambitious that she was, this loss meant that her appointment to various local committees was doubtful or the wait would be too long, she thought. Moreover, Aryan kept her very busy for which she was perhaps not mentally ready. She wanted motherhood, sans all the strings attached. She became more and more frustrated and instead of supporting Ruhit in this difficult time, started blaming almost everyone in the family for her plight. Daily, there were some squabbles and fights. Difficult times led Rohit scale up from social drinking to regular drinking and late nights. 
Gautami during the fight started threatening them about registering a complaint under Domestic Violence Act. Being a politician, Suketu was very careful of his image in society. So, they tried their best to patch up as much as they could. But Gautami was not the one to give in. Before the matter could go out of hand, the couple decided to take a divorce and the rest was history, so to say. Gautami was back to her parental home and, to the court's surprise, was just not interested in the custody of Aryan. Little Aryan had just crossed his first birthday and was too innocent to know what was happening around him. For a few days, he went about asking for his mummy, but sooner forgot all about it as everyone was trying their best to divert his attention. Gautami was generally happy that she had been able to get a fat alimony that could help her continue her luxurious lifestyle. One day, as she was taking her daily swim at the spa, she happened to meet her long-lost friend Kajal, who had recently shifted to the neighborhood. After catching up, both of them started meeting more often for shopping or leisure. During one such meeting, Kajal came up with some news about Rohit. It so happened that Kajal was working for one of the top stockbroking firms. As luck would have it, while she was analyzing some client data, she chanced upon Rohit's portfolio and was aghast to see some of the best stocks and a sizable portfolio. Kajal had listened to Gautami's side. She had stated that Rohit was a sinking ship. She was not at all interested to be a struggling man's wife and... With her father-in-law losing the election, she felt that there was not much to look forward to. That was Gautami's understanding about the family assets. And here Kajal was looking wide-eyed at a portfolio that could be anyone's envy. So, when she met Gautami the next time, she told her as to what a grave mistake Gautami had committed by misjudging the family wealth. Gautami was taken aback because... She had consulted her parents before taking the decision. Her father, Chimanlal Saraf, though a small-time jeweller, was well-known and a respected name. He had market information about many in the community. According to him, Rohit was a non-starter and they had taken a calculated step to get divorce in time. So, Gautami asked Kajal to reconfirm whether it was the same Rohit Juneja as there could be many of the same name. Kajal on her part had to maintain client confidentiality and so had not divulged any details of the portfolio, yet she wanted to help out Gautami and so went the extra mile to ascertain the facts. After about two weeks of investigation, Kajal had no doubt at all that Rohit was the same one who had married and later on divorced Gautami. This news was very hard for Gautami to digest. It was as if the world had fallen apart. Just a few days back, she was basking in the glory of a victory, when in reality, it was the Junejas who had managed to get a super deal. Gautami was totally restless since that day. She shared this news with her parents and all of them were now in repentance about their miscalculation. For some, it is wealth alone that decides the benchmark of their behavior. 
Knowing that the Junijas were far wealthier than their estimates had made their lives most uncomfortable. The discomfort was more because of the disappointment. What they had thought as a calculated move had in fact backfired because Gautami had left a huge inheritance in place of alimony which now looked relatively paltry. The same alimony which was being considered as a hefty sum was now looking a pittance. Chimanlal then hatched upon a plan. He discussed with his wife and convinced her that Gautami should be going back to the Juneja household. Chimanlal then hatched upon a plan. He discussed with his wife and convinced her that Gautami should be going back to the Juneja household. But how is that possible, Ji? His wife Ketki exclaimed. Our daughter is now a divorcee and how can I propose anything to Alpana Ben? Chimanlal, on his part, was khiladi and would not let the game get over so fast. He somehow was able to convince his wife Ketki to revive the relations with the Junijas. Alpana, Rohit's mother, on her part was a very simple and warm lady. Being given herself totally to social work, she was an esteemed name among the elite. As a founder of one of the leading NGOs, her social circle was very large and it was not difficult for Ketki to re-establish a relation to the Rotary Club to which Ketki was attached. Alpana hesitated at first, but eventually the air was cleared among them. Ketki even went out of the way to host an event to suit the objectives of Alpana's NGO by influencing her Rotary Club president. Lowly but surely step by step, Ketki was able to convince Alpana that the divorce was a great mistake and that the only way to mend the way was to get Rohit remarried to Gautami. Now Alpana knew how difficult the proposition was and at the same time was a bit comforted with the idea that Gautami would come back to their household. After all, Gautami was one of the most beautiful striking personality and a charm in social circles. Ketki then suggested to her to talk to Rukmini, Rohit's favourite bua, to whom he would not say no. Oh Alpana, you know how these children are, headstrong and full of ego, said Ketki. Actually, the issues are minuscule, but they end up blowing it out of proportion. In fact, Gautami is the one to be blamed, she added wood to the fire. Little did Alpana know that she was being used as a pawn for Gautami's re-entry into the Junija household. Things do go wrong, she thought, and there is always a way to mend. Slowly but convincingly, she took Rukmini into confidence. Little Aryan was one more string that kept nudging Alpana to bring Gautami back. Thus began a chain of conversations between Rohit, Suketu, Rukmini, Farin, and Alpana. All right, if that is what you all want, I agree on one condition. I need to talk to Gautami, Rohit said emphatically. So, a meeting was arranged between both of them and since Gautami was already in a spell of Rohit's wealth, she coyly accepted Rohit's conditions. Rohit, on his part, was once bitten twice shy and wanted some more time to decide. He consulted his lawyer friend about it. Just as we have a memorandum of understanding in our corporate world, can we have a document drafted 
wherein everything is in writing and witnessed by both parents of the couple and other witnesses from both sides he inquired nitin his friend for many years counseled him about the various aspects of marriage including separation and divorce and told him that since they have a past history it could be any time used as a track record for future in short rohit knew that there was nothing to insulate him and he either gets married or does not rohit did have a soft corner for gautami for he had spent some of his most memorable days in her company the events that took place later on had embittered him and he could not decide which way to go when he played with aryan in the evening gautami's image surfaced in his mind and he would then start thinking of her in all this milieu suketu had won the elections to become an mla again gautami was quite persuasive in her ways to woo rohit back and both the houses were in mute agreement with her advances days passed into weeks and finally rohit agreed for the wedlock it was happiness at both junejas and sarafs it was decided that the wedding would take place with the same fanfare the d day had finally arrived and there was rohit waiting for his bride gautami and this was today's story if you have liked this story do write your thoughts in the comments share it with your friends and subscribe to lockdown tales from india on ep log media website or any of your favorite podcast streaming apps like jio saman hub hopper apple podcasts to get updates of our latest stories this is anagha munurkar signing off thank you very much